So hello and welcome. My name is Steve Nabell and today I'm speaking with Katie Tucker on healing the Atlantis wound. Katie is a channel who's been practicing for a number of years. She's a light worker who's been working closely with indigos, assisting them finding their power. And she works closely with the crystalline manifestation grid, which is deep within the earth, opening portals at sacred sites and healing in dense places, going where angels fear to tread, no doubt. She channels star beings, ancestors, fairies, elementals, ascended masters, goddesses, and any guides that are in the highest good at the time. Her website is starlight-meditation.com. Hi, Katie. Hello. Hello. It's good to speak to you again. Um, love to speak to you, Steve. I always love um co-creating with oh it's great and then we've got there's the two of us and probably seagulls which will dive in and out um <laughs> we're both living on the coast and just a, about an hour away from each other so uh, seagulls may join us but uh, <laughs> my first question is um can you just say something about the history of atlantis because mostly we hear about the destruction but what about the other ages of atlantis yeah so um obviously not that much is known um, on a 3D level about Atlantis. And I actually asked my guides recently, why Why does everybody not believe in Atlantis mm. if it was so important and if it's so important to us? And they said, if you think about um, something you don't believe in, such as Never Never Land in Peter Pan, mm. you just don't believe in it. When people get speak about Atlantis... It's a much stronger reaction than just not believing in it. And they said it's actually post-traumatic stress, mm. collective post-traumatic stress disorder. That means we don't believe in it so fiercely. And that's because the fall was very, very traumatic. But actually, Atlantis was this massive age, just like the Piscean age. You know, it was a huge amount. And all of us had many, many lifetimes within it. And my guides say there are three main parts of Atlantis. There was the dawn of Atlantis, which was a real uh, time of the um, Earth becoming a new reality, I think is the best way to describe it. The elements of the Earth became sovereign at that time. So um, it went from something that was more energetic and Lemurian to something that was more um, solid, so to speak. And then there's the Golden Age, which was a time of great uh, learning and development and abundance and um, understanding. And, and then there was uh, the fall of Atlantis. And my guide say that the human collective soul really chose to experience this whole Golden Age and fall. Um, at the dawn, we chose to experience this whole golden age and fall. And then the, the, the Piscean age that came after it. And we chose to do this because of how much it was going to evolve us and teach us. And so it was a choice, although we also chose to forget that we chose to do it so that we could live the full experience of falling out of a golden age and into an age of separation. It must have been quite traumatic for the whole planet, to, for a whole continent to go down and be lost, not only for those who were lost in the destruction, but also for those that survived the destruction. It, 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 it was, and it's interesting you say planet, because funnily enough, my guides say that it wasn't a continent, it was a period of time on Earth. 
rather than a, how we think of it as a continent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It was a continent of time. Mm. <laughs> right. um, and having worked around the world, you definitely feel Atlantis wherever you kind of go, really, if you start working with the portals of time. Um, and yes, it was very, very traumatic. Um, and part of my guidance is that that we are meant to be healing the trauma in our collective consciousness because how my guides put it is that the golden age of Aquarius is maybe most similar to the golden age of Atlantis. Mm. And if you think of the the fall out of Atlantis and into the Piscean age as a spiral going downwards, mm. we are now moving back up the spiral, back up into a golden age. And as we're moving back up the spiral, we're hitting those old wounds in order to heal them. And a lot of people um, are still holding a lot of fear of being in their power or a lot of guilt or a lot of rejection energy around Atlantis. And as we're getting closer to the vibration we held in the golden age, those wounds are really, really coming up in our lives. With with past life work, I think it's really important that you bring it back to your own life now because it's very easy to get lost in other times. Yeah. It's, it's how it's affecting your life now and if it's blocking your life now, such as a fear of being in, in your full visibility and your full power or being carrying and living in lots of guilt patterns. Often when you go deep enough into those patterns, you'll find that they're, they're rooted in full of Atlantis consciousness. With guilt, that suggests that there may be a feeling that either we acquiesce to something or we participated in something, or we felt we had no power to avoid something. Can you say something about this guilt? Yeah, guilt's a massive one. Guilt's a massive one from Atlantis, actually. Having worked with lots of different groups of people from all over the world, there really is. um, Guilt's one of our kind of collective consciousness things that we are carrying Mm. from the Atlantis. And it's a it's a guilt around power it's like what happened when the ego was kind of born at the fall of atlantis and actually there's a bigger picture to that which hopefully we will come on to but when when the ego is born um a lot of people misuse their power and a lot of people here today are kind of I don't want to say karmically cleaning up their mess because it was all agreed that we'd experience this but but a lot of people that are awake at the moment were the people that were pushing the fall through so it's like like I said it's like we've reached that point back on the spiral Mm. and um so there's a lot of people that aren't fully coming into their power because underneath it is this like guilt and fear that they might misuse or abuse their power again because they did or like you say they didn't speak up they didn't um and you know we're seeing it politically over the last 100 years we're seeing that that power battle and ego battle and um feeling like you can't speak up and all of that really coming up in our collective political landscapes you must have heard about the sleeping prophet Edgar Casey. He talked about the fall and he talked about almost like a darkness infecting Atlantis and then eventually bringing it down. Is that what your guidance kind of uh, tells you? 
A little bit. I, I actually haven't heard of him. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I know he's from um, Guides and, and Dimensional and Portal Channeling to it. Um, so I haven't done a, that much reading about what other channels have said. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, my guidance is, is that it was like a, it was like a, a birthing into the ego. So I, I guess that image of the darkness is quite good mm. as a description because birth happens in the dark. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like a infestation of, or, or like a emotional plague. <laughs> I think is <laughs> right. the best. And and then because we've done a lot, you know, the fall of Atlantis was a big time. It wasn't something that happened in one day. Mm. It happened as slowly as ascension is now happening, you know. Yeah. And so it, it was something that happened very, very slowly, and and maybe even we had more than one lifetime as it was happening. Mm. And and so people can connect to different roles in the fall of Atlantis, collectively and personally. And um, you know, there was things like a lot of a lot of madness that happened and a lot of disease that happened. A lot of apoc- anything apocalyptic mm, <laughs> mm. Is, is how I can best describe it, is the visions that me and many other lightworkers have had is of apocalyptic trauma. Can you say something on the actual destruction itself? Because there's different ideas around it, whether some kind of meteorite struck the earth or... Um, whether there was kind of crystals misused and exploded. and Do you have any guidance on how the whole thing happened? My guidance is that it was, yes, there was. There are great images of like temples being destroyed and, and like I said, big apocalyptic things. But my guidance is, is it, it, was a, a, it was something that happened inside the consciousness of human beings rather than um, excluding caused externally mm. it was something that the human collective consciousness chose to experience for our growth and evolution and and how i can best describe it actually is that um in the time of atlantis there were these there weren't two genders there were three there was the feminine the masculine and the unity gender mm. and as that unity gender was kind of ripped out of our consciousness um this gap formed that I guess is like the darkness that the other channel was describing Mm. it's like a hole in our in our sense of connection to all that is and it sent us into battle between masculine and feminine between religions between tribes between and that's when all the misuse of the technology and stuff started to happen because we started to come into battle consciousness yeah I mean, this this whole experiment in separation, consciousness, and breaking the unity. Uh, maybe it sounded a good idea at the time while we we're kind of sitting around <laughs> the collective table and having a cup of tea. But you know, the experience itself is pretty n- not pretty good. I think most people are feeling quite fed up with the the 3D matrix experience, and they want to get back to something more filled and connective. And uh, but we're still kind of thrashing out right now, aren't we? This on the planet, we've got all the kind of war, which kind of is is typified of this separation consciousness. And there's a whole movement of people wanting to come back. And yeah. I think, as you talked about the three genders, there's also a movement also uh, with people embracing both genders yeah. or, or, or feeling that they're the opposite gender in the other body, which, you know, you, you know, all of that. Yeah, no, that that's definitely um, so. So the battle consciousness is I'll, I'll just begin with that because that's what you began with. Yeah. 
the battle consciousness, yes. I mean, you know, I was doing some Atlantis wound work on myself um, about two months ago, and I suddenly got to this point where I was just, I just, I realized that I, there was a part of me that was still blocking, fully trusting the universe because I, I reached this part of my consciousness that was just like, how can I forgive this? You know, like, mm. how can I forgive all this trauma that I've seen, all of these traumatic battle lifetimes that I've been through? And I, and I was really, you know, I took it into a workshop and I was just bringing it up and bringing it up. And I was like, I don't actually know how I'm going to forgive this one. And um, then my guides gave me a, a piece of the history lesson that helped me to forgive it and understand it on a bigger picture level. And what they said is that the in the time of the golden age of Atlantis and Lemuria and all of those times, there was no uh, warrior archetype or warrior S archetype. And this archetype is really a guardian archetype, but we didn't have it in our human collective consciousness. And so the fall of Atlantis and all of that Piscean separation battle journey was really a training for this warrior archetype that has to train in battle because it's a warrior and that now the warrior is trained in both the good and the bad of battle um so has the wisdom of all forms of battle really that archetype can now rise up into guardianship of love and become a sacred guardian archetype in our consciousness mm. and what they said is that the warrior is actually the ego mm. the, but the ego's battle journey from being born in the fall of Atlantis right through till now ha has been the, the toddler of the warrior learning to train learning to discover boundaries learning to discover protection and guardianship and, and wisdom and now is the time to invite the ego to rise up into something that is a much more sacred, beautiful guardian of love so that our power doesn't go overwhelmed again. Does that make sense? Or doesn't, you know, power needs to have boundaries within it. And so that's how the golden age of Aquarius is not going to repeat the mistakes of the golden age of Atlantis. Okay. With the priesty... Um, that's a really important part of our consciousness is to move. So, so my guides say that the triangle is really the symbol of creation yeah. because creation happens when unity separates and then comes back together and it separates into the masculine and the feminine and then comes back together and creates and our human bodies do that. But in our consciousness, for the Piscean Age, we only were looking at the masculine and the feminine, and we'd forgotten the top of the triangle, which is the unity. And by this gender that existed in the Golden Age of Atlantis, was then slaughtered and eliminated in the fall of Atlantis. And this gender has occasionally come through our history, but basically is now it's now time for us to embody this gender in our consciousness, understanding that our consciousness is not two genders it's three it's mm. a combination of masculine feminine and unity and there are people that are really living and born to embody this gender we've been guided to call it the priestly gender and for the people that find out 
find out about this gender that are priesty, it's like they breathe again. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, nobody's ever, I've never been able to fit in as a woman or as a man, yeah. spiritually as well. And and now they're they're when they find out about it, they're just like, oh, oh, this is who I am, and it's like they can come fully into their bodies, um, and into their power and their light. And their light is really important because another channel actually told me that the priesty are really they're stopping us from going completely mad. Mm. <laughs> that energy is a really safe, gentle, um, peaceful energy, and it's it's. It's really helping it coming back into the collective consciousness is really helping it helping this transition to be smooth. If somebody feels, you know, they don't, like they don't identify with either, but somehow both, what yeah. are the other signs of, if somebody said to you, am I a priest? Would you say, well, look, here's the five signs or here's the five ways that you can tell? Yeah, and I, I'm learning about them actually because the priesty guidance only came through about a year ago, mm. and since then, now that it's come through to Starlight, loads of priesty have been coming to us. <laughs> so mm. I'm learning from the priesty that I'm doing one to ones and and workshops with. Um, it's nothing to do with sexuality. It's nothing to do with um. Anything that is that 3D in a way, like you said, it is really that they never felt they were a woman or a man. They felt they were both and that they felt like they embodied both and they could never quite, you know, living as a woman or living as a man felt like wearing a costume, I guess, is the best. You know, they never fitted in. And... Usually, most priesty when they when they hear the word, it just it like it like switches on a light in them. So they just need to hear the word, and they're like, "That's me. That's who I am," you know. Uh, but one of the things that interestingly, when I, when I was in Ibiza just last month, we had a group of priestesses and priesty, and the way that the priestesses. So it was an all-women group, but half of the group were priesty as opposed to people walking a priestess path. And the way they did things was just different. Like, after a ceremony ended, instinctually, all of the priesty would kind of walk off and go and be on their own. And all of the priestesses would kind of gather and talk. You know, we were just starting to notice. And it was so instinctual... You know, it wasn't something that was deliberate, but you just look around and be like, oh, all of the priesty have just gone into the sea and priestesses. So it's almost like a different way of doing things. Right. Um, and I would say that the priesty way is, is a much, it's a quieter way. Mm. The priestess way seems to be more high drama. Mm. <laughs> Sound and music seems to be very important to all priesty. So a lot of uh, people that are working with channeled sound and sound healing that I've met seem to be carrying the or seem to be living as priesty. Um, of course, it's a personal thing, but it it's it's. I think people that are listening to this will just know. It's that's all I can describe it is. When people hear it, the word, they're suddenly like, that is me, that is me. And then they usually get very emotional because the the wound 
so the the feminine wound in Atlantis is guilt. Mm. The priestly wound is rejection. Well, Katie, I know you're going to lead us into a meditation, I believe, around embracing this priestly energy. Or just as whether you are... So I'm a, I, I am a priestess. I, I am not a priestie myself. Hmm. But as a woman, I know that I have a masculine energy within me as well. Hmm. And part of how we repair the collective separation conscious is by recognizing that we also have the unity consciousness and energy within us. Even if you're choosing to live as a man, a woman, or a priestie, you have to kind of embody and embrace all three of those energies, just as we used to embody and embrace the feminine and the masculine. So, so it is for everybody. Thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to this one, um, Katie. So over to you. Closing your eyes. I'm breathing in love. I'm breathing out gratitude. Breathing in love and breathing out gratitude. Breathing in love and breathing out gratitude, feeling a column of light from the center of the universe pouring down into your energy field, instantly raising your vibration as this light travels down into the heart of Mother Earth bounces off the heart of Mother Earth and travels back up through you. Feel your aura expanding into this light. Stretching out into this light as your aura is sealed from top to bottom in white light so that only love and light can enter into your auric field. And sometimes Atlantis can be really triggering. So if any of those wounds have been triggered in anybody that is listening, trust that they are coming up to be cleared. They are coming up to come out of the deep collective subconscious. And so invite them to come out. My guides are telling me to bring in the seven sunfires of Atlantis into your aura. And these are sacred healing fires from the sun temples of Atlantis. So any of that emotion or triggering that is coming up be instantly transmuted into love, into light, and sent to source, Gaia, wherever it is in the highest good for it to go. As these fires dance through your energetic and emotional DNA memory clearing for you because the time is now, because the time is right. Connect to the triangle of creation within your body. So connecting to your left hip, where the 
the feminine center is. And the right hip where the masculine center is. And just feel those two energies. And left and the right side of the body. Left of the body is the feminine, the right is the masculine, it's the opposite of the brain. And if there's any battle going on between the masculine and the feminine in your body, invite it to become still. Allowing yourself to express any of that battle consciousness into those seven sun fires that are moving through your energetic DNA. As you open your heart to the priesty of the dawn temples of Atlantis. You hear the priestie singing to you. Singing to that place of separation within you. Connecting to the point of the triangle in the body that is the priestie point between the heart and the throat chakra, just below the throat. And allowing yourself to receive this priestly song here. Noticing what happens to your inner self and the fields of light. As you receive the songs of the priestie, whether you are male, female, or priestie, priestess, priest, or priestie. As this triangle of creation becomes whole within you. As the unity in our consciousness is remembered. as the peacekeeping bridge energy is ignited and the seven sunfires of Atlantis become the eighth fire the green flame of the priestly sun temple so that all that old wound energy whether it is guilt or fear, or grief, or rejection, can be transmuted, transformed by this fire, this dancing to the temple prayer sound song of the priestly. A blue topaz light pulls down through the column of light 
inviting you to rise up out of the battles that you are still holding on to within your life. And the priests here saying, pray for peace within yourself. And this will create peace within the human collective on earth. Really allowing this healing to go deeper, this fire song healing to go deeper. into the depths of your conscious memory. So feel this triangle of the three genders illuminated inside your sense of self. coming in that transmutes and transcend any energy that does not serve or belong to you into the highest positive love light energy. And the golden rain shower of light is coming through your energy field, washing away all energy and is going to go to the earth, to the earth. And a big beam of source light is coming in, taking any energy that is meant to go to source, to source Gaia, wherever it is in the highest good for it to go. And as you feel the seven and eight sun fires leaving, send your love and gratitude to these healing sun temples. As you feel the blue topaz light leaving, notice what has changed. As you receive the initiation songs of the priestess, know that you are held. that you are beloved that you are ascended and as these songs complete notice how you feel To breathe in love, breathe out gratitude, breathe in love, breathe out gratitude, breathe in love and breathe out gratitude, sending your love and gratitude to the priestess. love and gratitude to the past, to 
into the spiral of time that we are ascending back up through. Sending your love and gratitude to the golden age of Aquarius. And inviting your ego to step up into the warrior of love archetype. into the guardianship of your heart and path and power and truth that it has been training for across all of these planes and dimensions of time. Breathe in love, breathe out gratitude, breathe in love and breathe out gratitude and when you are ready, opening your eyes and coming into the room.